Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What is up, everyone? Thanks for uh, tuning in. That's right. It is still Alexander Kaylee. Heck of a morning to you all. Uh, temporarily, Lee of a morning as our good friend, my best friend, the fine and brilliant uh, Michael Heck uh, is on is on a well-deserved vacation. I will be with you guys in a second. You may have seen there was some breaking news. I'm just kind of uh, getting that finalized. It just I think it probably just went out on MMAfighting.com. Got to make sure that goes out on some of our other socials, uh, but we will address that more in detail in a moment. Let's let this uh, Twitter space populate, and then we will get the show going properly. All right, everybody, thank you for waiting. Thank you for waiting. Again, I will. Uh, what I, if you are paying attention to social medias, uh, you're paying attention to mafine.com, You will know what. Uh, fire i was putting out or addressing let's just let me just mention it right away before i uh, get to some other topics we might talk about nate diaz nate diaz has turned himself in to the new orleans police department uh, as you may have heard there was an arrest warrant issued for mr diaz because of on a second degree battery charge we talked a little bit about this on tuesday's heck of a morning as well uh nate diaz was at the misfits boxing six event in new orleans Last Friday, very eventful night for the former UFC fighter. First, uh, and by the way, I'm with a lot of you guys. I don't know who a lot of these people are. Uh, if you do know who they are, again, you're more you're more hip to the game than I am, I guess. First, uh, at the venue, he nearly started a brawl with reality TV star Chase Damore. Involved a classic Nate Diaz water bottle throw, but that seemed to sort of de-escalate on its own. And then later in the evening, there was video of Diaz choking a man out, choking a man unconscious during a street fight between his crew and someone else's crew. Uh, we later found out this was a Logan Paul lookalike named Rodney Peterson. Uh, and again, so that video was out there and that was grounds enough for, you know, uh, police to get involved. And again, so we just found out this morning, 710 uh, CT, that's what, like 810 uh, Eastern time, I think. I'm showing how smart I am right now, guys. I'm also uh, juggling multiple things here. Apologize for clicking and clattering the keyboard. But yeah, Nate Diaz is under arrest. Uh, I'm not expecting anything too crazy to happen. But hey, if you guys have theories as to uh, where this could go or questions, uh, I will use my limited legal knowledge to, uh, to discuss this topic. But let's get to our first caller. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about this weekend, too. we got UFC Vegas 72. Not exactly one of the most anticipated cards of the year. We got BKFC. That's pretty anticipated. Uh, let me get to Tristan. Tristan, I think I didn't get to you last time. Or maybe I did. But either way, always good to have you on. So I was going to bring a Tristan Gordet here. Tristan, did I not did I not get to you on Thursday on Tuesday? Well, no. Like, I was, I couldn't stay on. I had to drop okay. off. Okay, my fault. Yeah. No problem. Um, before we... Um... Before we uh, begin, I ask my questions. A couple of things here. Want to shout out Montel Jackson for his uh, post-fight scrum after his win against Ronnie Yaya. Um, I believe he was asked the question of why he didn't, why did he not celebrate, and he said, "There's nothing to celebrate about. You know, I just knocked a man unconscious. Hopefully, I was hoping he was going to get back up. You know, these uh, these guys have to go back home to their family. So, kudos to to Montel Jackson." 
putting everything in perspective, I just he got a new fan in me. I'm rooting for him, win or lose. So thanks, Montel Jackson. You know, I'm rooting for you, you know, in the bandweight division. Uh, the second thing, second and third thing here, uh, AK, I, I don't know, but are you going to be boots on the ground for the Vancouver card January, uh, J- June 10th, Pena versus uh, Nunes 3? Uh, uh, hopefully you are. Hopefully you got the okay from higher-ups. You know, you'll be out there in press conferences asking questions, things of that nature. So hopefully you'll be boots on the ground for that. And then here's a suggestion. Um, you know, people are enjoying you here on Lee of a Morning. I was suggesting that maybe you could do it Thursdays, every Thursday. Mike would do Tuesdays and Fridays. It'll free Mike up because he has BTL at 1230, so he doesn't have to probably get up that early. I mean, he probably gets up early anyway to work out, but uh, that would free him up so he would just have to prep for BTL, and then you would take over on Thursdays. And then he would do Tuesdays and Fridays. I know you couldn't do Fridays because you're doing the weigh-in shows, writing up stuff. Not to say you're not writing up on Thursday and things like that. Just as suggestions, maybe you would um, talk to Mike about it, see what he says, and then probably hopefully get approved from the higher-ups to see if that's okay as well. And then maybe you could also even on Thursdays move the time to 9.30 if that works for you. But, again, this is just a suggestion. You know, I don't know if it would happen. Just thought, Just a thought. As far as my question is concerned here, um, this is pretty much a preview coming up July 8th, Sean Brady versus JDM, Jack Della Maddalena. Um, first question on this, on this, uh, fight here, what is your theory of why this fight was made? I was pretty much taken aback by that yet. I still consider Sean Brady as a prospect. So you have prospect versus prospect. Do you think that it's just like, well, one of them got to get knocked off? Just again, it's pretty surprised. What do you what do you think your theory is on why the UFC made this matchup? I guess they're more behind uh, JDM. And my second question is regarding this fight: is do you think Sean Brady is going to learn from some gain some lessons here? Because we saw uh, his teammate Jeremy Wells take down Matt Selsenberger and just kept taking him down, um, ground and pound, and secure the win. And then also learning from uh, Curtis Blades and what he didn't do of not um, taking down Sergey Pavlovich. Do, do you feel like he's going to learn from those lessons and then actually take down JDM? Cause you can't be on the feet with him too long. If you are, you're pretty much done. Um, people are saying that uh, JDM has great takedown defense, but I'll take my chances if I'm him and try to secure the takedowns to get the win. It will be ugly. People won't like it, but Hey, just trying to get a win here and trying to move on. So just your thought process of everything I had to say. Thanks, AK. Awesome. Thanks, Tristan. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll touch upon everything a little bit quickly there, and I'll, I'll try to go more in-depth on your questions. Montel Jackson, great. Uh, one of the hidden gems, I think, of Bantamweight. Uh, Mike and I have talked about it. He just hasn't been able to stay active enough. I mean, I think if he was fighting two or three times a year consistently, he'd be a much more well-known uh, and, and well-respected presence in the division. But that division is so deep. It moves so quickly. I mean, if, if you just look at it over the past couple of years, uh, like the guy, the guys that have sort of... I mean, look, Piotr Jan is suddenly plummeting out of the top five. 18 months ago, he was like... If you ask people, even though he uh, you know, he had his, he had he couldn't beat Aljo technically, was like the undisputed number one 135-er in the world. Now he's on our rankings, number four. I don't know how far he's fallen in the UFC rankings. Um, but uh, again, on a tough streak. And then you look at other names that are sort of coming up. Umar. Umar has jumped into the top 10 18 months ago. He wasn't even close. This division moves so quickly. You have to be busy. But yeah, love Montel's fighting style, finishing ability, thoughtfulness. Absolutely. Uh, about uh, uh, Haniyaya and, and what it means to lose a fight and why why he's so reluctant to sort of dance over, you know, like a fallen foe. I thought that was great. UFC 289 in Vancouver. I think I'd like to be, I'll, I'll tell people right now, you know, one of the main reasons to have boots in the ground, of course, is to capture a lot of video. Uh, that's why Jose is like sort of our number one guy. He does everything. Uh, Jose is doing video. He's doing interviews. He's trying to get side things, you know, if he can get any side interviews, um, you know, use connections for that. And I haven't been uh, out and about that often. I call myself a house mouse. So I, I, I and I'll say this, I also haven't uh, th- looked into necessarily going. When it was first announced, I was like, I should probably go. Uh, but it's, I think it's like 50-50. Um, obviously, if, if uh, 
If they feel like I can provide some value down there, they'll send me, hopefully they send me with Jose. We'd be, I'd love to team up with them again. I think the last time we teamed up was in Edmonton, I believe. And, uh, and it was a great time. So I uh, would love to do it. I don't know how great I'll be on my own, but if I have to do it solo, I'll, I'll find a way. I'll find a way to bring you guys the goodness. Thursday show, I would like to do it, but I'll tell you something. Mike loves doing Heck of a Morning. He loves doing Heck of a Morning. So it is not a burden on him at all to do, you know, two, three shows a week. He loves this part of the day. He loves talking to you guys. I know why now, having done it, you know, once, like, you guys are, are such great callers, uh, so informed, so well-informed, and uh, so fun to talk to. So maybe I'll do my own thing at some point, but I think Mike's pretty comfortable doing uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Fridays, as long as he's able to. Uh, so to your questions, Brady versus JDM. I have no problem with the matchup. Generally, I, I'm someone who, like, when these guys are at the stage of their career where they're not going to get a top five guy uh, and they're still, like you said, still up and coming, I'm okay with them testing themselves against another. It's cool. Listen, it's cool to be able to build up uh, a, a UFC guy, 6-0, 7-0, 8-0 start. But, again, when you're division, when you're this your promotion is this strong. You have all these great fighters. You're putting on so many events. You just have to match up up-and-comers at some point. Uh, JDM, I'm sure, is happy to get the matchup. Uh, Brady's number nine in the official rankings, tied for 10th in our rankings, the only rankings that matter. The MMA fighting uh, global rankings, and uh, JDM's just outside the top 10 in, uh, in both of our rankings. So uh, I have no problem with it. I, it sucks to see guys lose, for sure. Uh, it sucks for someone like Sean Brady to you know maybe have to take his... Uh, his second UFC loss and uh, where does that send him? But that's the fight game. That's the fight game. You can only, you can only protect people for so long. And I, I think it's a great matchup. And lastly, will Brady learn from Weld versus Semmelsberger? You would hope so, right? You would hope so. Uh, you would hope he utilized a lot of his wrestling, but the thing with Sean Brady is what made him such, what makes him still such an intriguing uh, possible contender uh, is is how highly touted he was as being an all-arounder before he even made it to the UFC. You know, he trained with Eddie Alvarez. He idolizes George St. Pierre. Like, these are, you know, two, two of the most successful, well-rounded guys in the game. So he always saw himself as a great striker and a great wrestler. He, ne- I don't think he's ever, uh, as good as he is as a grappler, I don't think he's ever pigeoned himself, pigeonholed himself in as like, oh, I'm primarily a grappler who strikes. He really sees himself as someone who is, you know, has A-level skills in all categories. So... How accurate is that? I don't know. You know, you can judge by his performances so far. Uh, JDM is going to be a serious test. I agree with you. I think the wrestling should be a major factor, but we saw with, we saw with Curtis Blaze, sometimes these guys want to show, uh, you know, that their supposed other skill is just, uh, just on, is on par with their A-level skills. So but thank you for the question there, though. Uh, let's go to – I want to try to get people I didn't get to on Tuesday, but I see all you guys. Anthony Lumby, can I bring you in? Anthony, what do you got? What do you got for us today? Hey, Anthony. Oh, I can't hear yet. Keep trying. Keep trying. Otherwise, we'll try and get back to you later. Okay, it's not coming through. No worries, Anthony. Try again later. I'm going to bring in someone else here. All right, Toke, what do you got for me? It happens. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but I mean, I just want uh, you to comment a bit on this card that we have coming this Saturday because it is, it was the middleweightiest of times and it was the heavyweightiest of times. What are some of these matchups? I'm sorry, they're trying to make me skip this card. I'm not going to do it, but I'm just saying some of these matchups are just so middleweighty and so heavyweighty that it's tough to really get my juices flowing. So I want you to um, talk a bit about this uh, co-main event, which is the strangest thing, because Kyle Borayo has been in three co-main events out of four in his UFC career, which is completely baffling. We have uh, Cody Brundage versus Rodolfo Vieira, who, like, again... Rodolfo Vieira, I don't know what to expect. He looks like a monster coming off the bus, and then he's toast in three minutes. And then we have, of course, the heavyweights, as I said. We have uh, the battle of the total of seven names. Waldo Cortes Acosta versus Marcos Rochero de Lima. And then, of course, 
Martin Budai and Jake Collier. So we are really, at both of these divisions, we are, I'm not going to say bottom of the barrel, but we are not at the exciting part of these divisions. So uh, can you talk to me a bit about those uh, matchups that I just mentioned? Thank you. Thanks, Tok. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, let's, let's, let's get the UFC Vegas uh, 72 talk out of the way. It's mandatory. Listen, we're MMAfighting.com. People know a lot, most of our coverage is UFC. And even though this might not be the most relevant fight card of the weekend, again, like I said, we've got BKFC, we've got Cage Warriors, we've got a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Uh, it's UFC. It's UFC. It bears mentioning. And, and this card, specifically, uh, is generating a lot of discussion for how little buzz some of the names on it are generating. The usual disclaimer, guys, when we, if we, you know, are about to critique a card, is it's never about the fighters. We're never criticizing the fighters. It's awesome to see all these people get opportunities. Marcus McGee uh, just got called in on less than a week's notice for Journey Newsom because Brian Keller is out. So, listen, you know, you know, you can make fun of a Journey Newsom Marcus McGee matchup being on a UFC card all you want, but um, good opportunity for both guys. Uh, uh, Trey Waters also getting called in LFA champion. So, look, these these aren't household names. Uh, some of them will become stars. Some of them might not become close. Some of them might be two or three fights in the UFC and they're out. We don't know. So I totally understand. I totally understand people just saying, I'm going to skip this one. I'm going to skip this card. Uh, I'm gonna, it's a you know, beautiful weekend. I'm going to just spend time with my family or go out with friends or go see a movie. I don't know, whatever people do on Saturday. I have no life. I'm usually watching UFC, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'll be watching this card. <laughs> Full disclosure, I actually have made plans for for Saturday, but uh, there's there's some, a lot to like here. Moving Song Yadong to Ricky Simone was the move. Obviously, uh, you had to get you had to give this a main event after uh, Armand Sarukian and Hanato Moikano fell out. So I love that fight. I love as a main. These guys deserve five rounds. That always made sense, being a five round fight more than uh, Blades and uh, Pavlovich. So good stuff there. Hopefully a loss doesn't hurt other guy too much. Kind of like what I was saying with Brady and Della Maddalena. If you've seen Song Yadong fight, if you've seen Ricky Simone fight, and Ricky Simone has just been in incredible form lately. Again, this uh, one of those guys, even before he came to this UFC, everyone's saying this guy's going to be a contender. A couple of stumbles here and there, but now he is streaking, and he looks absolutely fantastic. Song Yadong, a super tough test, not a walkover by any means. So I love this main event. Great. If, if you're going to if you're gonna watch one fight, I mean, listen, this is this is as good as you can get. Kyle Bryo, yes, Mister Co-Main Event, as we call him. Uh, very strange. I, I, I think it's just a scheduling because t- he, technically he wasn't gonna be the co-main event for this card. I don't think. I could be wrong. Maybe he was the whole time. I think I'm wrong. He's Mister Co-Main Event. He's Mister Co-Main Event. I love the matchup with Oleksiychuk. Uh, so your top two fights aren't bad. But then, uh, as Tok mentioned, it is this weird kind of smorgasbord of, of fights that are somewhat uh, interchangeable. It looks like it's a six-fight main card. Um, Julian Arosa, always fun to watch, you know, despite the uh, regrettable nickname, Juicy J. Uh, Adolfo Vera, wild card. Either he's getting a first-round submission, or I don't know, Cody Brundage is going to outlast him and pull off a huge upset. I bet Cody's a massive underdog. Yeah, plus 230. Not crazy. He's not massive. I think people are a little cautious with uh, Adolfo Vera after some of his... Uh, less inspiring performances uh and then yes the prelims again i know you get people don't know who a lot of these guys are but you could you could do worse than than seeing cody durden and charles johnson yeah, i think that's actually a pretty fun fight uh i think martin budai collier very heavyweighty fight you know could be a good slog fest uh quinlan and waters could be a finish and uh i'm just excited to see maybe Haley cowan finally gets a debut so two of her debuts postponed and against uh Jamie Lynn Horth, a Canada, a Canadian, a pride of Squamish, BC. So I'm not going to sell you on this being a blockbuster card. If you got nothing else to do, you probably won't regret it. I don't think I don't think it's the, the worst thing to watch. But uh, yes, this is the ESPN era, guys. This is uh, these are the cards that we get. Let's go with uh, average avenues. Average avenues. Uh, well, let me try Anthony again. Anthony, let's even get you in here. Sorry, average, average avenues. You will be next, and other guys, I definitely see you. Anthony, I hear you. Hello, you got me this time? I hear you, yeah. It's a little bit of, a little bit of background noise, but I hear you. Alright. Uh, you got me better? Oh yeah, clear. Loud and clear. Alright. I just want to give a shout out to Jack Haggerty or Jonathan Haggerty. Last week an amazing performance and Rocky Mob and Cordina, amazing fight. I was gonna call in uh, earlier this week and say that. But that is not why I'm calling in today. I just wanted to give you the game on Salt Poppy. 
he is finessing these guys. I remember when I first found out about him, like, a year and a half or two years ago. I don't know. My friend's Filipino, and he really likes that guy. He sent me, the, sent me him, and I remember, like, looking back on his Instagram a while ago, and he had so many, like, videos of him dropping his friends and sparring, and he was just fucking up these kids on the basketball court. He had a whole bunch of videos like that, and then I went back, like, a year or a year later or something when I found out he was fighting, and he deleted them all, so... He's finessing the game over there. He's going to whoop everybody. He probably did a little bit of training when he was younger, but I don't know. It's just fucking hilarious in my eyes. And, uh, yeah, no, that's all I got today. Have a good one, bro. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Anthony. Uh, yeah, listen, Salt Poppy is, is the – he's the hot name in the combat sports world. And I'll tell you, in the MMA fighting Slack channel – uh, we love us some Salt Poppy. You, you do not know how excited we were when Ariel said he got Salt Poppy for the MMA Hour. We were all jazzed up. We all listened to that interview. Uh, normally, we're all sort of working during the MMA Hour, so some of us listen to some interviews, some of us listen to others. Salt Poppy was the first guest on the show, and, man, we were tuned in. We were tuned in. We were making jokes up, uh, asking questions about him. It was, it was, stunning. It was stunning stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I, you mentioned him playing basketball. Huge in the Filipino community. There's a great book out there called uh, Pacific Rims by Ray Bartholomew about uh, basketball in the Philippines. I, I live in, in the greater Toronto area. We have a huge Filipino community up here. I've played basketball with many Filipino people. And uh, damn, they love the game. They love the game. And, and they love boxing, too. Listen, Salt Poppy said it, obviously. Manny Pacquiao, you know, you, he grew up. Uh, was He said he was a basketball fan, but then, you know, started studying, uh, studying boxing, studying combat sports. I agree. I still... I still uh, believe there was some sort of training in there. He, he kind of doubled down on the MAR and said, nope. He said, I, I had no, nothing before I start, decided to get into influencer boxing. He's a little too sharp for that. Maybe he's a nat- I don't know. Maybe he's a prodigy. Maybe he's a natural. But if you guys have seen Salt Poppy, he's, his striking is, a, is pretty sharp uh, for an influencer boxer. There's, there, there is some background there. I really believe that. Um, but yeah, he, is, listen, he got drafted. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, uh, I have to push this now because it, it is uh, NFL Draft Day. If you guys have NFL Draft questions, feel free to throw them out. I'm not a big NFL guy or a college football guy, but you know, hey, listen, it's all it's all fair game. Treat it like an epic Thursday. Uh, we did a draft, mafighting.com 2023 MMA draft. Which 35 fighters would you build a promotion around? Jed Mashu was in charge of the BKFC, and he made sure that his last pick was Salt Poppy, because he knew one of us would use our last pick on Salt Poppy. 
and take that off the table. So uh, that's how valued this uh, this young boxer is right now. Again, I know a lot of you guys could not give two craps about influencer boxing. But uh, if you do care at all, this guy is one of the best. And it feels like there's a ton of huge fights ahead of him. And he says nobody wants to fight him. And normally, I don't believe when fighters say that stuff. Uh, I think he is feared in the influencer world, and uh, justifiably so. I don't, I don't criticize anyone who doesn't want to fight Salt Poppy. Okay, I will go to Average Avenues next, and then I'm going to get to some, uh, some, some, of our, some of our other regulars. All right. Average Avenues, are you, are you with us? Hello. How you doing, mate? I'm doing great. Leave a morning to you. Leave a morning to you, my friend. Leave a morning to you. So I, I joined late, so I'm not really, I'm not really sure what was asked beforehand. Um, just your thoughts on um, the BKFC main event and what, what um, potential matchups you'd like to see for Rockhold and uh, Perry in the future. That's all I've got. Everyone else, have a, everyone have a great day. Take care of yourselves and peace. Awesome. Thank you for the call. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this BKFC main event, listen, uh, if, you're, if you're asking me to bet uh, which fight is going to generate the most traffic, website traffic and social media impressions this weekend, uh, it's going to be Luke Perry. And it, it, Luke... <laughs> I knew I was going to do it. I knew I was going to do it. When Ariel had Mike Perry and Luke Rockhold on, on the show, I was like, I am so going to say Luke Perry over and over again referring to this interview. It should have been called the Luke Perry uh, interview segments uh, just to get even more clicks. But yes, sorry, the Mike Perry, Luke Rockhold fight leading BKFC, BKFC 41 in Colorado. It's intriguing, man. It's intriguing. I have done so much in my power to avoid the Mike Perry show. You can ask anyone. I just I'm not a fan of the guy. I'm not a fan of the guy. He's had many entertaining moments inside the octagon. I won't question that. Bare Knuckle is an excellent fit for him. It, th th this is where he belongs. Uh, so I, I cannot criticize that career move at all. I, this just makes so much sense for him. And somehow him fighting Luke Rockhold makes sense. I don't know why it makes sense. If you would, you're asking me, like, what's next for Mike Perry and what's next for Luke Rockhold? If you had asked me a year ago after Mike Perry, you know, he signed with BKFC, uh, you know, give, give me 10 possible opponents, 20, 20 possible opponents for Mike Perry. Uh, uh, Luke Rockhold would not have come up. It just it would not have come up. And yet now that it's happening, it, it fits like a glove. And boy, you can't get better pre-fight trash talk than you're the booger man now. You're the booger man. This is a grown man. He wiped a booger on Luke Rockhold's jacket. This was addressed immediately on the MA hour. Had to be addressed. And rather than, than brush it off, Rather than say, you know, he kind of did say, you know, I just did it. I just did to do it. But then he doubles down and says, you're the booger man now. And there's no coming back from that, guys. In the world of combat sports, there's no coming back from someone giving you a nickname like that. That's the kind of thing that becomes a meme. It just spreads like wildfire. There's stuff I don't Colby Covington calling Leon Edwards. What does he call him? Leon, uh, what does he call him? What's, what's Colby Covington's stupid name for Leon? Um, I'm, I'm, I have to look this up now. Leon... So somewhat somewhere in my 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 brain is uh he just keeps getting his name wrong on purpose and I thought that was like the dumbest thing I thought that was like th I thought that was the silliest thing and guess what Colby fans and people who don't like Leon uh, Leon Scott thank you uh, I just got popped my head he calls him Leon Scott I don't know why uh, if someone wants to remind me of the origin I think he just misspoke one time or just intentionally made that name it's a classic pro wrestling move you make fun of your opponent's name you act like you don't know what their name is I thought it was so stupid it caught on. I think Boogerman will too. I, I, I don't think they'll be, it'd be amazing if there was a Boogerman chant uh, in Colorado. I don't know if it'll quite go that far. Uh, but that is the kind of juvenile trash talk to like, there's no counter to it because why would you? It's so dumb. But also it sticks and thus it has to annoy you a little bit. And I also, I also can think Luke Rock, Rockhold's a bit of a sensitive guy. I don't think he's just going to shrug that off. So uh, I, I have nothing to say about the matchup style-wise. I'm seeing a lot of people saying Perry is going to just starch him. That seems to be <laughs> the logical end of this fight, right? We have a guy with a questionable chin against a, uh, a welterweight. It's pretty damn hard. I don't, I don't know, care about the weight difference. He hits pretty damn hard. Uh, so, again, I'm not picking a fight. I didn't on uh, a winner. I didn't on Tuesday. I'm not doing it today. 
But uh, I will say Luke Rockhold has already lost because he's now the boogerman for life. Uh, Abzwalia, let's bring you in. What is going on, Abzwalia? Okay, how are you doing? Hello. Hi, so um, I just got a few questions I'd like to ask. Um, firstly, um, how between 1 to 10, who do you see winning the main event for the upcoming one fight night in Colorado? Um, also, just regarding the Stephen Thompson fight, is there any confirmation that that fight is still going to be made for the 289 card? And my final one that I want to finish off with is, would it be best that, um, um, is it true that UFC is planning to go back to Utah um, Utah, and possibly do a fight night card in Nashville, um, as reports were um, possibly referring to earlier today. Thanks, man. That's all I have. Thanks, Abzwalia. Uh All right. Let me see. All right. Let me get, let me get to all these questions. Uh, the one fight night in Colorado, refresh my memory. This is uh, their U.S. debut, right? This is, yes, Johnson Marais 3. Do I have prediction? Uh, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm predicting... Uh, Okay, I'm predicting a DJ victory. Adriano Moraes is fantastic, but I think DJ figured him out. I think when you give a guy like Demetrius Johnson multiple chances to fight someone, it's it's actually to his benefit. I, I've often said, you know, it's hard to beat the same person two times, three times, um, which is sort of what happened to, to Alex Pereira, right? I think like at some point, it's just not going to be your day when you're facing someone who is so, you know, close to you in skill level. Like again, like if DJ fought, you know, some some rando regional flyweight 10 times. Sure, he'd beat him 10 times. But at this level, when you reach the level, like you're fighting another top five guy, it, it's hard to beat them. You know, it's hard to beat them uh, multiple times. But he he is the exception. I do think he he downloads people. I think that has always been one of his strengths. Not to say that Adriano Moraes is, you know, is not an intelligent fighter, that he didn't learn anything from the, the two Demetrius Johnson fights. Uh, I, I just, I've seen more of that from DJ. I'm, I'm basing this, of course, a lot on his UFC work. Uh, he's just so clinical, so technical. Everyone says maybe the most fundamentally sound uh, MMA fighter we've ever seen. That has always been one of his strengths. He doesn't seem to be getting uh, slowing down at all. He's 36, and for a guy with a lot of like, – he's 36 in fight years. He still looks fantastic. He's in fantastic shape. I think not having to cut you know, 10 more pounds has been, has been good for him. Uh, that's one benefit, I will say, of the one weight class system. So I'm going DJ. I will go DJ. I think he finishes him again. Uh, I don't know if he'll break another flying knee, but I could I could see another kind of knockout. I think um, I think DJ is just is just fantastic. And this is a great looking card. Uh, Rod Tang versus Edgar Tabarez. Uh, Mikey Musumeci, the you know just a, a absolutely phenomenal grappler, uh, defending his grappling championship against Osama Al Morai, and uh, Stamp Fairtex, super fun uh, against Elise Anderson. Oh, and uh, oh wow, Roberto Soldich. He's uh gets a second chance to make a first impression. Very unfortunate what happened in his first fight and no contest. Uh, Sage Northcutt is also returning. A lot of buzz there. Reiner DeRitter's on this card. This is a great card. This is a great card. Uh, Buchecha is waiting for an opponent. This is good stuff. So yes, very excited for that. And uh, Stephen Thompson, UFC 289. Let me refresh my memory there, guys. Sorry, you hear some clicking and clacking. Will that fight? Yes. Okay. Um. What's going to happen? He's supposed to fight Michelle Pereira. Uh, it's not official. I mean, as far as I know, uh, last I saw it was in the works. I don't see why it wouldn't happen. It's just, uh, again, w- w- when, you're, when, you're, when you're dealing with Wonder Boy, uh, he's one of the more veteran guys, one of the smarter guys. So he's, he's never rushing into anything. He's not the kind of guy that is going to be uh, pressured into, you know, uh, uh, signing on for a fight. So I can imagine if there's still paperwork being involved, it's just... Uh, crossing the T's, dotting the I's. I do expect to see that uh, at UFC 289. As for return to Utah, I don't see why they wouldn't. I, I haven't heard anything uh, official. I have not heard anything uh, as far as how, how, how much that's progressing. But uh, the last time they went, it was a good time. Uh, it uh, certainly was memorable. <laughs> there's, there's no question it had a, a memorable moment, memorable m- moment in the main event, Leon Edwards. Um, and listen, I love Utah. I've got, I've got family in Utah. Uh, shout outs to Ogden. Shout outs to Ogden. Of course, everyone loves Salt Lake City, but shout outs to Ogden. And uh, I, I, I would love if they went back there. And uh, who knows? Maybe I'd get an excuse, another excuse to travel, uh, see some family there. But yes, I have. I don't know. I don't know if they're progressing on that. And if that is one of the places they will go to uh, before the end of the year, that might be more of a, a 2024 destination.
All right, let's see who we got here. Thank you guys for waiting. Uh, let's go to Terrence. Can I go to? I'll go to Terrence first. Four Corner Sports. I see you. Hey, Terrence. Hey, AK. <clears throat> um, quick question. Well, question. So, who was I thinking about this last night? Who is a better contender um, on their way back to a title? Would it be Rose or would it be Izzy? Like, and does anybody top them? Like, when it comes to being a challenger for a title. So, and did you done it twice? Sorry, Terry, Rose or Izzy? Uh, Israel Adesanya. Yep. You said who who's better? Who's who has a better chance of getting a shot, a title shot? No. Who is a better contender? Like they like getting their belt back, basically. Uh, wait, uh, wait, Israel, Rose Namajunas. Who's a better contender? So Izzy just got his belt back. Yeah. In the second round. Yes. He won the belt in the second round against Rob. Uh huh. Um, in impressive fashion. Same thing with Rose. She won it in the first round against Joanna, mm. and then she also won it again in the first round against Wei Lee. They both are great contenders, uh, um, and then once they get the belt, people think that their performances aren't as exciting. Uh, who, who's um, better at, who is the better, like, at chasing chasing titles? Who's the better, who's better when they're not the champion and, and fighting to get their title back? Exactly. And, yes. Interesting, okay. And then um, in regards to both of them, so um, Wayne Lee doesn't have an opponent yet. At least it hasn't been announced. Um, only people who aren't matched up is Rose, of course, which people think she might get the rematch, but I don't know if she, they're going to want her to do another fight or what have you, even though that's like the money fight, or would they get it to Amanda Lemos? Um, and then the other question in regards to Izzy, do you think that they don't want um, DDP to challenge for the belt because of how nasty it's already gotten, and UFC don't want that publicity just yet. Um, and the fact that they're going to um, Australia again, they want another sellout event, so they're trying to give a kill two birds with one stone by having Rob kill off a contender and as well as have him have an excuse to go back for the title. That's all. Thank Interesting. You. That's quite a theory. Okay, okay. I'll t- I'll, I'll talk about the, both of those. Thank you, Terrence. Uh, okay, yeah. First, the uh, right Rose or Israel. Who looks better when they're not the champion and they're kind of they're kind of chasing and trying to get their belt back? Uh, I, I think definitely Rose. I think definitely Rose. I know. I know. Is uh, Israel Adesanya takes a lot of crap for his, um, you know, some of his championship performances that people didn't like, but at least he won those fights. At least he won those fights. We've seen how costly it can be for Rose Namajunas when she's kind of, uh, if you want to say it's because she's the champion, uh, when she's kind of not at 100% focus. She is, she has said herself, too, she doesn't enjoy the pressure of being champion. So I don't think it's unfair to sort of to sort of question, uh, is, is she less than her best? Um, is that what happened in the Carlos Barza fight? You know, did, did was she just was she just afraid to pull the trigger? Was she not motivated? Was she not motivated to go for the kill? I don't know because she you know she thought she's a champion. She thought maybe Carla had to do more. That's not how MMA scoring works. So I, I think it's uh, it's if we're going like the biggest contrast, it is Rose because when she's the challenger, when she's fighting her way back up, I mean she is just a killer. She's just finishing people left and right. She's an absolute monster. Um, and then when we've seen her get dropped on her head in the title fight again, we've seen that very regrettable performance against Esparza. So yeah, biggest contrast. So I'll go with Rose. Rose is, is, is uh, the more compelling uh, fighter between her and Israel when they're both in situations where they're chasing a title. Israel, obviously great as well. I mean, look, we just saw him with an unbelievable performance against, uh, against Pereira, but um, when he's champion, I don't think he's that bad. I, th- I, I think he has, they've given him certain style matchups that don't force him to get out of his comfort zone. And that's fine. He's still winning some pretty, you know, dominant 50-45s, even if they're not worth watching. And, uh, you know, we don't really want to talk about those fights again. So interesting question. I'll say Rose. uh, uh, Better hungry uh, title chaser. Do they not want DDP to challenge for the belt because of his comments? Uh, I don't think it's that huge of a problem. Um, 
he sort of tried to explain, he sort of, you know, he appeared in the MMA hour, he said his piece, he sort of explained himself. He said, you know, as a lot of people say after they make these comments that it was a little bit overblown. He didn't mean this. He didn't mean that. Uh, he needs to take responsibility for his words because if he didn't mean what, you know, a lot of us seem to perceive regarding sort of the, the nationalistic um, slant to his trash talk, to his targeting Izzy, uh, then he, he really failed in his delivery. He really failed his delivery because that's how it came off. That's how Israel Adesanya took it. That's how a lot of us in the media took it. I, do I think that, that that sort of talk freaked out the UFC um, from giving it a media talent shot? I, I don't think that's, that's what it was. I think they like Rob Whitaker. I think they wanted to give Rob a fight, but that's not Israel. Uh, they don't want to give him the Israel fight yet. They didn't think DDP is quite ready for that either. So you match these two up. It's a very unfavorable matchup for Drickus to play C for sure. I'm sure there's a way he can win. It's MMA. But I'll, I know a lot of us, as your question sort of suggests, when we saw that matchup being made, we're like, well, there's another contender that's going to be knocked out of the picture. You know, <laughs> Jed Mishu was fuming, absolutely fuming. He, is number, he has been leading the uh, make DDP versus Izzy happen. Uh, he likes that sort of, you know, uh, borderline uncomfortable trash talk. Uh, it's a very sellable fight, and, and he feels like Izzy would style on him, so you get an Izzy highlight as well. So uh, no one was more upset by Rob Whitaker versus TDP being booked than uh, Jed Mishu. But this is the situation we're in. If if Rob Whitaker wins, I guess you just give him a third title shot with Israel Adesanya. I don't know if that interests Izzy at all. It might create a problem like what just happened with Max Holloway and Harold Allen. But um, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I don't think, and I don't think it has to do with them wanting to set up Rob and Izzy again in Australia. But that certainly wouldn't hurt. That's certainly a title fight. They know they could sell in that in that country. So uh, that that you know, listen, if you see, you always have to, stuff to fall back on. Rob Whitaker might not be the number one option, but Whitaker versus Israel Disney three in Australia, pretty good, <laughs> pretty good. I don't think you're complaining if that happens. Four Corners Sports, let's get to you. Hey, AK, how's it hey, going? What's up? It's going great. You're on. All right, so I'm looking at this card. The card to me isn't like terrible. I don't know if you if you release like your gymnastic score um, for this uh, card. I remember one caller had said, um, I think uh, the battle of seven names, but the Lima is just one last name. I know Rodrigo is is, is like the second last name, but I think he means he means their names in total, like Waldo Cortez Acosta and then Marcos Ogerio de Lima. It's, it's a lot of names. You're right. not just last names, but yeah, a lot. Got, got you, got you. Yeah. So I know we have what's it called? I know you don't like the name Juicy J, but do you like the name Salsa Boy? Because that's Waldo Cortez uh, Acosta's um, what's it called nickname. Um, I wanted to talk to you about Josh Quinlan. Now, last time we saw him fight was. Last year against uh, Jason Witt. Now, I love his striking, but what do you think is his ceiling? I know he's fighting the Trey Waters on short notice. Now, I don't know if that benefits which fighter, but I actually I actually enjoyed Quinlan's performance against uh, Jason Witt um, when he ended up knocking him out with that left hook, um, and he didn't follow through with with, um, with, with continuing on the shots. But I'm very intrigued on him, you know, what he can do in the welterweight division. Um, obviously, the main event is, you know, it's solid. Song versus um, Simone. Uh, the the loser of this, how far of a step back do you think they're going to end up taking? Um, especially with Bantamweight being, you know, so, you know, heavily stacked as it is. Do you feel like the loser may not, may have a long road ahead of them to try to squeeze themselves back to where they originally are at right now and um how many more how many more what's it called um what's it called coming events um kyle baralio is going to be having before he's actually going to be placed you know in like significant cards because i see all these coming events are in the apex so we can pretty much call him the the cone the coming event king of the apex so yeah, it's 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 a hell of a title to have in this business. Uh, thank, thanks, uh, thanks for Corner Sports. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me see. All right. Let me see if I can get to all these. I, I want to get all, a lot of the more callers in too, but I'll touch upon these. Salsa Boy, great nickname. Great nickname. That's way better than Juicy J. Because uh, listen, it doesn't necessarily refer to uh, salsa. You know, uh, sauce. It, 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 it maybe he, it, he dances salsa. I believe didn't he didn't he do a bit of dancing? 
uh, after one of his wins? Am I am I making this up or during one of during one of his fights? Am I? Am I but either way, uh, Juicy J just something about it just makes me squeamish. Salsa boy, fantastic. Uh, the man proudly represents the Dominican. If he dances salsa, that makes it even better. If he just loves salsa, you know, dipping some chips in, that's also great too. I have nothing, no problem with that. Uh, Quinlan. Yeah, listen, uh, he's only 30 years old. He's very young in his career. Not even 10 pro fights yet. Uh, great knockout last time. A little bit unfortunate. He's got a PD, uh, you know, he's got a PD uh, no contest overturning on his record. You never like to see that. He's a guy with a great physique, too. So, I mean, you know, people are going to are probably going to be a little suspicious of him for a while. It's hard to kind of overcome that. But it, it can happen. Brian Ortega, I remember, bust popped a long time ago. And once he got near like title shot, just like no one talked about it. Uh, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying PDs should be a, you know, a scarlet letter on a fighter's career for the rest of their lives. You know, sometimes there's false positives and, you know, these things happen. I'm not calling Quinlan a cheat or anything. Uh, but again, when you, when you have that so early in your career, it's both good and bad. It's bad because, you know, you get this mark kind of early, but it's good because, you have plenty of time. You have plenty of time to shake it off. So an impressive performance against Trey Waters. Uh, and again, I do think the short notice, short notice, excuse me, uh, favors Quinlan. Uh, Trey Waters, talented guy, but man, it's hard to make your debut on short notice against uh, a, a, a potential contender like Quinlan. So what's Quinlan's ceiling? I don't want to go too crazy. Um, I could see him crawl, uh, you know, working his way to the top 25 by next year. But it's a it's welterweight is still a great division, and uh, there's a lot of work to go before getting anywhere near the top fifteen. So, and I and I don't know if he gets there. I just haven't seen enough to to confidently make that kind of prediction. Um, the Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May seventeenth, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The main eventers, yeah, it's a much longer road for Song Yadong if he loses. Uh, he's a young guy, but he's had a lot of fights. He's had a lot of fights in the UFC. And the good thing, again, about being young and having a long road is who knows? You know, maybe he goes on this run, goes on a run later. Uh, and there's still all this untapped potential that's certainly possible. It's hard to have that kind of growth in the UFC when you're fighting so often and fighting against such tough, tough competition that you're really just in training camp all the time. And he's fought pretty frequently for the last few years. I don't know how much time is dedicated to actually like evolving his game as opposed to like practicing, uh, planning for a specific opponent, cutting weight, uh, training, 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 you know, just for a fight. Uh, I hope I hope he gets more time to develop because he's looked great in his career so far. But you want to see if Asanya Dong can like fight for a title someday. Um, Ricky Simone, like I said, just trending in the right direction right now. Uh, if he loses, it would suck. You know, you'd hate to see him kind of lose some of that momentum he's built up. But it hurts him less right now. Um, he's just he's just. Uh, I think he feels a little bit fresher. I know they have like the same amount of fights in the UFC. He just feels a little bit fresher as far as being in the um, upper card picture because Song Yudong has had like, you know, main events, co-main spots. This is is really sort of new for for Ricky Simone in the UFC. How many co-mains for Kyle? Not enough, man. Not enough. That's his gimmick. He should never want a main event. He should never want a fight night main event. And he should never want to fight out of the apex. Uh, He should should just have a a, uh, a, a full-time act there like Elvis. I said this for Augusto Sakai. Unfortunately, Sakai reti- uh, is, uh, I think, no longer with the UFC. So, Kayo, perhaps that can be your your lot in life is to uh, just perform, perform at the Apex four shows a week, 
and uh, and keep everyone happy because uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what is up with the booking there. All right. Oh, I'm sorry I missed some guys. I, I saw. I know there's Edward waiting. I'm sorry I missed you. Uh, Oceano 1928. Let's get you in here. All right. Let's see if we're connecting here. Oceano, you're on mute. But whenever you're ready, turn that mic on. Let's see what you got. Sorry, guys. I know it's tough. I know uh, you guys are. Call- oh, there's. I saw Edward request again. Edward, if you're there, I will get you in next. Okay. Ocean, Oceano, I may have to move on for now. I see you're muted. I think I probably caught you off guard. Let's go to Joey T. Let's even get Joey T in here. Yo, what's up, brother? Hey, Joey T. What's going on? Um, what do you think about the new replacement for Marcus McGee? I've only heard of the name because I know he fought in the LFA. But if a lot of people don't know about him, he's also one of Sean O'Malley's main training partners. Mm. And I know O'Malley's actually trying to been pushing him to get to the UFC. And I apparently heard that he thinks he's going in right away because he only fought three months ago. So it's not really on a long layoff. So he's getting ready for this fight. And he was actually waiting for a call for another fight. Do you think he goes in there and just knocks out Journey Newsom, who I'm not the highest on, but if I see how the fight goes, it's probably McGee early or Newsom making it like a bounce around boring decision fight. Uh, thanks for the question, Joey. Yeah, uh, listen, Marcus McGee, good on him for stepping in on this on short notice. Yeah, listen, I, I heard a lot of good things about this guy. Uh, as you said, a, associate of Sean O'Malley, that's always a good pedigree to have. It's coming in against Journey Newsom, I guess, isn't the worst thing. Journey hasn't exactly been a world beater uh, in the UFC. So if you're Mark, Marcus McGee and his team, you probably saw this as a huge opportunity uh, against, you know, a, a beatable opponent. You know, a guy who certainly, again, has, has had has more experience, more UFC experience, has probably faced tougher competition, but hasn't exactly excelled against tough, tougher competition. If you're Marcus McGee, you, you're looking at this like, I could have been fighting Journey Newsom on like, you know, the, in the main event of like a, a regional show. You know, this, this isn't, this isn't, uh, this, is, I'm, this isn't just me going up against like uh, a top shelf UFC guy. This is a guy who, frankly, with respect to Journey Newsom, might be on his way out with a loss. Has not gone great for him. One win, one win and four UFC appearances. Uh, I think one of those was a win that got overturned. So if you want to count that, uh, if you want to count that one for Journey, then that's fine. It was uh, overturned for marijuana. So listen, two wins. Let's say he has two wins. But uh, it just doesn't look great. It doesn't look great for the UFC when you only have one official win. So, yeah, love Marcus jumping on this opportunity. Again, even though it's super short notice, thank goodness it will be a catch weight, 140 pounds. We've talked about this in the past. I don't know why more fighters teams, why or if they can't manage to get their fighter into a catch weight when they take a short notice fight, uh, because that is a lot to ask of someone. Um uh, as you said, Joey, he only fought three months ago. So, yeah, maybe he's in fight shape and maybe he could have made 135, but why even push it? So the stars are aligned for Marcus McGee to have a very, very, very good short notice debut. Uh, again, I'm not a betting man. I don't know if they've done up odds for this fight yet, probably on DraftKings. But uh, so you guys can check that for yourselves. Uh, but McGee, if he's an underdog, which I have a feeling he might not be, actually, I feel like it's probably either pick him or he might even be a slight favorite. Uh you know, hey, look into that. Uh, let's go to Panda. Panda, how, Panda, what can I do for you today? Panda also has a, a, looks like a profile picture of O'Malley with Hasbula. So, Panda, you're muted. If you want to chime in, otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to some news here because I realized I kind of <laughs> I realized I half I kind of half read the Nate Diaz uh, the Nate Diaz team. Oh, Panda, are you with us? My man, AK, how are you? What's going on, Panda? Yeah, a little profile reconstruction for a second. But, uh, yeah, actually, I'm interested in two things. One, your take on the uh, main event this weekend. I am super excited. I think it is going to be a super high-level fight. Two, uh, BKFC this weekend might be a must-watch, especially for the last two fights. Talk to me about uh, Rockhold Perry and uh, talk to me about Alvarez Mendez. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Mike, oh, my God. Thank you, AK. That's a, listen, force of habit. I, I am honored. 
I am honored to be called uh, Mike Heck. That's my best friend. He's the man who, uh, he, this is his show. Listen, this is his show. I am a guest host. This is his show. So I'm honored to be called Mike. Uh, thank you for uh, thank you for calling in. Yeah, I talked a bit about these events. Uh, again, I will say, love the UFC Vegas 72 main event. If, if there was such a thing as these days as, oh, I, I have to tune in for a fight night card because of one fight, Song Yadong, Ricky Simone is, is fantastic. Again, we don't have to do that because we have, what, 40-something fight nights a year. But, you know, back in the day, back in the day, guys, back in the day when there was like, you know, sometimes it used to be less than a card a year. Back in the day when, let's say, there was, uh, I don't know, 20, 20 cards a year, you know, 12 pay-per-views, a handful of fight nights. I don't, I don't remember if it was 20, but some shorter number. You would love to have a, you would go like, oh, Sonya Dong and Ricky Simone for free? Like, this is awesome. On Spike TV? This is fantastic. On, on Fuel? This is the main event of UFC on Fuel TV 3? I'm tuning in. The UFC's crushing it. It's unfortunately, again, it's on it's on a an in-between card with a pay-per-view next week uh, that is kind of just saddled in this dead zone. Um, Bantamweights, I still feel like, I don't know how much mainstream cachet this division has. Hardcores, look, you talk to anyone who regularly watches MMA, they're telling you Bantamweight is one of the three best divisions in the entire sport, if not for, if, if not number one. Again, people, a lot of people still say lightweight totally understandable again i think featherweight is also fantastic and, and welterweight that range from 135 to 170 is just superb just superb across promotions you know not just the ufc so much talent so i love this matchup love they're not protecting either guy look you, you just can't at this point you reach that top 15 top 25 it's all killers it's all killers if you're ricky simone you're not asking for like oh you know maybe song yadong's too no man you want to come for song yadong's spot Look who Ricky Simone's beaten recently. Jack Shore, very tough guy. Uh, uh, Rafael Asuncao, I mean, a guy who should have fought for a UFC title someday. Knocked him out. Brian Kelleher, super tough veteran. Uh, he beat Ray Borg a few fights ago. Um, his losses, Rob Font, Uriah Faber. That's fine. That happens. Rob Font's still top 10. Uriah Faber at the time was a very disappointing setback. That's a long time ago. I think Ricky's a lot better than he was then. He also has that kind of funny win over Marav. Uh, I don't know how much, <laughs> very bizarre kind of literally at the last minute, supposedly a technical submission. Uh, if you guys have never seen that footage, go ahead and watch back the ending of that fight. It is super bizarre. Marav was on his way to a decision win and gets caught in an awkward guillotine and kind of starts flailing around. And I think the referee thought he was out. And he might have been, I don't know, uh, but bizarre. But either way, Ricky Simone, long overdue for a big opportunity like this. So great main event. BKFC, uh, again, listen, I love the main event. It's going to be chaos. Uh, Mike Perry, Colin Luke Rockhold, the booger man, is one of the top five quotes of 2023 already in the world of combat sports. Uh, as for the fight itself, I think anything besides a knockout would be a little disappointing. Sorry if that sounds sadistic. I mean, you could get also just a fun, you know, a fun uh, decision fight. Just guys just banging at each other, which is great. Uh, but I do think it's has to end in a knockout. It'd be shocking. I would love to see the odds for uh, either fighter by decision. And Mendez and Alvarez, this just feels right, man. I mean, look, uh, Chad Mendez, a guy I wish had, you know, just uh, sailed off into the into the seas of retirement in peace. But this is the fight game. These guys get that itch, man. They got to find a way to scratch it. BKFC presents such a compelling uh, alternative to you know just jumping back to MMA like because you you're you're making good money every fighter every big name UFC fighter who's gone to BKFC for the most part uh, I'm sure there are exceptions I might be forgetting has spoken about how great the UFC paycheck is uh, sorry BKFC Luke Rockhold said this week it's it's right up there with sort of what he was making in some of his his UFC fights maybe not his championship fights but I guess his his average uh, non non championship appearances so that's great. Uh, and Eddie Alvarez, again, a guy who maybe should be retired by now, but it just feels right. I mean, Eddie Alvarez is old school, man. This guy's old school, old school MMA. Uh, you know, he's fought for, he's the kind of guy, he probably has all these fights on his record that aren't even, uh, sorry, that he's probably had fights that aren't on his record. You know, he's, he's, he's the underground king for a reason. Uh, and it would almost feel wrong if he didn't uh, dip his toes into, into uh bkfc uh i'm i'm thinking so i'm i again main event i just am not going to pick a winner uh but i do think alvarez uh will will top uh top medicine i just think alvarez is the is the better fighter if this happened in mma i'd pick alvarez i don't see why that should be different in uh, in brain boxing all right oceano let's try and get you in here this time oceano thanks for checking back in 
I don't hear you, sir. If this doesn't work, we may have to we may have to uh, wait for another time. You're muted again. Oh, Oceano, I don't think we have you. If anyone else wants to call in, feel free. Otherwise, I do need to read this. Uh, I do need to read this <laughs> Nate Diaz statement in full, which I didn't at the beginning. And if anyone wants to call in and ask about that, feel free. Uh, I mentioned at the top, Nate Diaz turns himself into New Orleans police. Diaz representative Zach Rosenfield released a statement to the media Thursday. Again, this broke, guys, like 90 minutes ago. Nate voluntarily turns himself in to the New Orleans Police Department this morning, approximately 7, 10 a.m. CT. We continue to look forward to presenting all the evidence and videos that show Nate was acting in self-defense. So, you know, nothing super surprising there. Maybe surprising that... uh, it's not surprising that he turned himself in. I think we expected that was going to happen. This is a formality. Again, being charged with second-degree battery. Um, and he'd already released a statement earlier this week. So, Franklin, I'll bring you in here while I'm, while I'm chitter-chattering away. He had already His uh, representation had already released a statement earlier this week uh, saying essentially the same thing. It, it is self-defense, and we're going to stand by it. Uh, hello, Franklin. Are you with us, sir? Yeah, I'm just here. My first time doing this. Oh, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, oh, do you have any questions, Franklin? Oh, how long is did did he go to jail? At least? Uh, uh, that's a good. No, he's not. As far as I know, he is not in jail. Uh, he is in custody. He is for now in custody. Uh, again, this is a formality. There's a warrant out for his arrest. I don't think he was planning to become a fugitive. Uh, I should say the. Uh, I'll read straight from one of our stories. Second degree battery charges are considered a felony in Louisiana and carry a potential penalty of up to eight years in prison with oh, wow. and up to a $2,000 fine. I highly doubt this will he will go to jail. Uh, high, again, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the ins and outs of this particular case. I would imagine, again, he has good representation. He is a successful, wealthy person. Uh, it, it, it will probably get bargained down. I don't think it's going to end a second-degree battery charge. It will get bargained down to something else. Uh-huh. He, will, he will pay a fine. He will release an apology. He will do some uh, community service. If you see Diaz in jail, then I'm a fool, but I don't I don't expect that to happen. Yeah, thank you, though. No problem. Thanks, Franklin. You're welcome. All right, guys. I, I do want to apologize to everyone I didn't get to. Uh, we can probably just log off shortly. I don't want to, I don't want to force you guys to stick around and listen to me just harp on about the news again uh very quick jarring start to the day by the way anyone if you call in now you're front of the line uh very quick jarring start to the day with the nate diaz news uh i will ask everyone again please go to mmafighting.com read about our mma fighting draft uh this is of course in relation to nfl draft day which goes on uh this evening one of the biggest events of the sporting year huge ratings draw huge uh, social media discussion. Everybody's talking about it. I'm not big on the American football, uh, but check out our draft. Let's go to, all right, let's LinkedIn one. Let's even get LinkedIn one in here. Uh, okay. Just connecting. And, uh, and, and I'll, I'll hop off shortly guys. I'll, I'll leave you guys on your day shortly. See if we can get this last caller in. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you, you guys, you guys can be in your way, but yeah, look, check out our draft was a pot. There's a podcast that goes along with it as well. Okay, we lost that caller. There's a podcast that goes along with it as well. Please check out the MMA Fighting Draft discussion uh, on the MMA Fighting Podcast Network. It gets wild pretty quickly. Mostly my fault. Mostly my fault. So I apologize if you listen to the uh, to listen to this podcast and you are shocked and appalled uh, by some of my picks. Some of my picks maybe. Uh, Maybe that wouldn't sit well with the MMA hardcores. Other than that, guys, look ahead this week. That's right. We talked about BKFC 41, headlined by, I still can't believe I'm saying this, Mike Perry versus Luke the Boogerman, Rockhold, uh, Chad Mendez, Eddie Alvarez, and the co-main event, Christine Faria defending her belt against Beck Rawlings. Uh, ben Rothwell is fighting. He's fighting uh, Josh Copeland. Uh, Chris Camozzi, Dan Spawn. Not a bad-looking not a bad looking BKFC card at all. UFC Las Vegas 72, headlined by Song Yadong, Ricky Simone, and we've also got, uh, I got to look at, guys, if you remember, if you ever want to know what's going on this weekend in the fight world, please, you have to be following Grabaka Hitman on Twitter, or at least go to his website, grabakahitman.com. I hope I'm preaching to the choir here, and you guys all follow Grabaka Hitman, aka Kaposa. He is the man, uh, and he's listed everything that's coming up this weekend. Again, there's Cage Warriors, I believe there's a one championship 
box, uh, uh, mainly kickboxing events. Uh, there's a Ryzen show. If I'm not, there's some sort of Ryzen show, not a major Ryzen show. Shuto Brazil is holding an event. I'm just scrolling down this GorbakaHitman.com blog news, guys. So you have no shortage of combat sports. If UFC Vegas 72 is not for you, trust me, you got plenty of plenty, plenty options. Friday, Saturday, probably Sunday as well. Uh, but I will be with you guys again tomorrow for an Effort Friday edition, I guess. That's how Mike does it, right? Fridays, you just ask whatever questions you want. And uh, hopefully I can uh, I, I am knowledgeable in a wide range of topics. And hopefully I can we can, we can engage on those things. So thank you, everyone. I'm going to sign off for now. Uh, it has been a heck of a morning. Uh, thank you all. Uh, this is your guest host, Alexander Kaylee, signing off. Mike Heck will be back sometime next week, I think. Anyway, take care. Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.